0: Welcome back Blue Shirts fans to episode number 650 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host John Chick. Just want to thank you guys as always for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and we got a very special episode for you guys here today. A bit of a milestone episode, episode number 650 to be exact. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, throughout the uh the playoff run for the Rangers and into the off season here, you guys know that one of the off season episodes that I really wanted to do, one that I was really looking forward to here is doing an episode where I basically just read stories that you guys sent me of what you were doing when Artemi Panarin scored in Game 7 against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He wins a series for the Rangers, knocks the hated Penguins out of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and sends the Rangers on their way to the second round. Uh, just an awesome moment, one of my personal favorite moments uh, from any Rangers season ever, uh, one that I'm never going to forget. I'm sure a lot of you share uh, similar sentiments as it pertains to the Panarin goal, but Again, what I did was I just kind of reached out to you guys in prior episodes and asked you to send me your stories and just kind of give me all the details of how you, uh, you know, experienced Artemi Panarin's winner, how you celebrated, who you were with. Just give me as many details as possible. And a good amount of you uh, indeed did just that, and you sent me your stories. And in fact, I got such a good response here that I've decided I'm actually going to break this into two episodes. This will be part one. We'll save part two for a later date. There's a couple other things I want to get to uh, with the third and final episode of Locked on New York Rangers for this week, which will be forthcoming, probably dropping on Thursday. But uh, yeah, we're going to, like I said, just go with uh, part one. One here, got some responses from you guys that I definitely want to share with the masses here and everybody that listens to Locked On New York Rangers. And uh, yeah, and then we'll have part two at a later date. So I do also want to recommend, if you're able to, this is an episode that you want to be able to watch on YouTube. We're going to do this all in one shot here. I'm going to have everybody's responses. I've copied and pasted them into a Word document. You're going to see that in just a second. Uh, If you're listening on audio, that's fine too. I mean, you'll hear me uh, reading the, you know, responses that people gave me as far as what they were doing to uh, experience Artemi Panarin's game winner, Uh, but we're also going to have a couple of pictures to kind of help us along. A couple of people who responded to this also sent some pictures, going to share them toward the end of the episode as well. But uh, without any further ado here, uh, we will go ahead and like I said, we will basically just uh, take a look at the responses that I got from everybody and we'll start with Mike here. Like I said, I'm just going to read them one by one, have some fun here, and uh, just kind of... um, you know, re-experience this, this magical moment of New York Rangers history together here. And we're going to start with Mike. Uh, this is what Mike had to say as far as, uh, you know, him watching the Artemi Panarin Game 7 winner. He says, John, been meaning to send you this for Game 7 versus the Penguins. I went over to watch the game with a co-worker and two of his family members. The catch? They were all three diehard Pens fans. Mike, what are you doing, man? I, I can't even imagine doing that. I can't even imagine sitting down with... Forget about three Penguins fans. I can't even imagine sitting down with one Penguin fan and even watching a regular season game with a Penguin fan right now. That's where this rivalry has gotten to, and that's how nasty it's gotten between these fan bases. But I will go ahead and continue reading your letter there. But man, just just reading that holy, you're a lot braver than I am, man. I, I don't think I would do well in an environment such as that. Apparently, though, uh, you certainly got the last laugh. But yeah, I'll continue reading uh, what Mike had to say here. They screamed in my face when Gensel made it 2-1 to one with that high stick goal. But when the Rangers scored that last goal, it was the other way around. I ran around this guy's house like a crazed dog. My actual dog was also with me. And we did a bunch of high fives and speak barking tricks in front of them to celebrate. It was awesome. What a great night. Like I said, man, you're, you're a lot braver than I am. I, You know, maybe maybe a regular season game or maybe if it was like game one between the Rangers and Penguins, I could maybe bring myself to watch it with a Penguins fan because, I mean, I do have a couple of, of friends that are Penguins fans, but man, I mean, that, that's just nuts to, to hang out with three Penguins fans and be outnumbered three to one or I guess three to one and a half if, if you count your dog there. But man, that, that's just, that's wild, man. And I'm glad, uh, obviously, that you got the last laugh that night. I mean, Gensel with the high stick goal. I forgot about that. There were so many bad calls in that playoff series. I kind of forgot about the Gensel one, to be perfectly honest with you. But yeah, I mean, he reached above the crossbar, knocked the puck in, and you, you knew it was going to stand. That was the worst part about it, is you knew the refs uh, weren't going to have the guts to overturn it, and they didn't. Every call that could have possibly gone the Penguins' way in that series, indeed, went the Penguins' way. And you guys know, any longtime listeners, I'm not somebody who points fingers at the refs and blames the refs left and right. I very rarely do that. The officiating in that series was absolutely just unacceptable. It was unacceptable on any level uh, of hockey, much less the Stanley Cup playoffs. But that's an awesome story, Mike. Glad you got the last laugh against uh, your Penguin fans there. And of course, they screamed in your face when Gensel scored, because why wouldn't they? That that just sounds like par for the course as far as uh, Penguin fans are concerned. Moving along here to Abe. Abe writes in with a story. Hey John, so I have a funny story about Game Seven versus the Penguins. It's more about my sister than me personally, but still a very good story. So my sister is starting to get into hockey after years of being a casual viewer, and this is probably her first on-hand experience for playoffs. She didn't know that when the Rangers tied the series three to three, that the Game Seven would be the same day that she agreed to go to church with her boyfriend's family. She had to miss out. She had to miss out on the game, and she said what made it worse was her watch sending her Twitter notifications for the game. She was relieved they won, but she can't believe she missed an all-time great moment. And yeah, Abe, listen, man, I, I got to give credit to your sister because, I mean, I, I just, the Rangers being in a game seven against the Penguins, I, there's not much that would take me away from that game, like like going to church or going anywhere, really. I just can't see myself doing that. Uh, but that's awesome that, you know, she, uh, she showed that dedication. She told her boyfriend that she would go to church with him and she followed through and, uh, indeed did just that. But man, I mean, I'd be checking my phone every two seconds, especially once I found out that it went into overtime and the game could literally end at any second. So, uh, props to your sister for following through on her commitments. I don't know that I would do the same thing, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, all, all the credit in the world for her, for uh, her following through there. And, uh, again, you know, doing what she had to do, going to church and, uh, At least she got the happy ending and and realized that the Rangers had won the game, and hopefully uh, she was able to do at least a a mini-celebration in church. Obviously, you can't really go over the top, but uh, very, very cool story, and obviously, you know, happy for you, happy for your sister that the Rangers got the win. I assume, Abe, you got to watch the game live, so uh, that's awesome, and, you know, obviously, uh, again, your sister didn't get to see it live, but she got the good news, uh, I guess, while she was in church, so uh, definitely an interesting story for sure. We're going to continue rolling right along. Love doing this. Love hearing these stories from all you different Ranger fans out there and all the different ways that you guys experience uh, this Game 7 win, and we're going to keep it rolling right along in just a second. But first, just to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, NBA, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. All right, I just want to thank you guys as always for making Locked on New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And like I said, we're just going to basically keep things rolling right along here. We'll move on to our next story. This one comes to us from Brian Hey, John, I'm way late on this, but this is too good not to share with you. You said on the podcast you wanted some Game 7 stories. Boy, do I have one for you. So during the day, it was my son's first holy baptism. Another church story. We have two consecutive church stories in a row here. He was an animal all day. All I wanted to do was get home, unwind, and watch the game. My best friend, who's an Islanders fan, Came by to watch the game, but before he tosses me an early birthday gift, my first Rangers jersey, number 93, I was ecstatic. I was so ready for the game, so we watched the game outside, so I wouldn't wake my son. Well, we hit overtime, and I'm on the edge of my seat going crazy, and all of a sudden, my fire stick cuts out. So I backed out of the channel, clicked back on, and the Ranger goal song was playing, and they were hugging Gerard Gallant. I missed it. The Rister, the Sam Rosen call, all of it. It's all right, though, because it was replayed all week, but there's no time like the present to see it. Sorry it's long, but I had to share that with you. Thanks for all the great work you do. And, no, Brian, thank you for that story, man. That's awesome. And don't worry about the story being too long. The more details, the better. Like I said, I want you guys for this exercise to uh, spare no details whatsoever, and that's an awesome story. I can't even decide what my favorite part of it is. Uh, Watching sports outside is really underrated, though. You know, I didn't really get the chance to do that this summer, at least not yet. You know, maybe um, we'll bring the projector out one night, but being a new dad and everything, you know, kind of limits your ability to do things like this. But I think at least once this summer, you know, my wife and I will probably break out the projector, bring it outside, and maybe watch a baseball game or something like that. Uh, But yeah, watching sports outside is absolutely awesome. And I'm sorry you had to miss the Artemi Panarin game winner happen live. That's obviously very unfortunate, but... uh, Hey, I mean, again, at least the story had a happy ending. You put it back on, and just like that, the Rangers are, are celebrating. And, man, I mean, I'm trying to, like, picture myself how I would react to that. I'd probably just start jumping around and screaming and yelling and uh, borderline not even caring which player on the Rangers actually scored the game winner. Because who cares? The game's over. They won in overtime. Uh, again, just just awesome stuff. Such a cool story. A pretty funny story uh, as well. So thank you for sharing that with us, Brian. Uh, great stuff there. We'll keep it moving along here. We'll go to Steven. That's what Steven had to say. I'm a diehard Rangers fan living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so I'm repping in enemy territory. Moved to Pittsburgh six years ago, and I've always been super obnoxious about my obsession with the Rangers, and my fiance's family and my friends and coworkers always give me so much crap for it, so this win was huge for me. Everyone counted them out and was razzing me, but I still wore my gear, and now I get to rep them even prouder." Also, I moved to Pittsburgh because my fiancé's family moved here, and my dad and I have hated the Penguins since day one, so it was frustrating moving here and still sucks at times, especially the back-to-back Cups. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to Pittsburgh a couple of times, and i got to be honest. I'll be completely fair here. I think it's actually a pretty cool city to visit. You know, not that I would want to live there for the very reason that you uh, just explained. I just, I can't imagine being surrounded by Pittsburgh fans 24-7 you know, every day and in every sport too. you know, the Steelers fans, the Pirates fans, the Penguins fans, that would just be overload after a while. Cool place to visit. And I hope you enjoy it there, you know, despite the fact that you're constantly surrounded by Penguins fans. But what a cool story. Um, you know, you would think that Penguin fans would know their lesson by now and understand that, you know, a series is never over because the Raiders did this to them in 2014. They were down three games to one and came back. And we as Ranger fans this past year, we are all hearing it all over again. You would think that they might just kind of you know, be a little bit humble and play it a little bit closer to the vest and not start, you know, talking smack and, and dishing out all this trash talk. I was hearing it on Twitter from uh, Penguin fans that I've never even met before. They're tagging me in things. They're tagging uh, the Locked On Texas Rangers guy in things and thinking it's me. Meanwhile, poor Bryce, he's the host of Locked On Texas Rangers. He's like, what is even going on right now? But uh, yeah, man, that, that's a really cool story. And again, like I said, I, I hope that, you know, you and your fiance are really happy in Pittsburgh. And maybe you even get to go to a couple of uh, Ranger games when they play on the road in Pittsburgh. That can be an, ex- an experience in and of itself uh, when you go to you know, a sporting event and you're actually rooting for the away team. It's a very unique experience, uh, so maybe you've gotten the chance to do that. But uh, either way, you know, really cool story here, and uh, happy that it worked out for you and uh, you got to bask in the glow of that Game 7 win while surrounded by Penguins fans. Very cool stuff. Thanks again for the story, Stephen. We'll move it right along here to Travis. That's what Travis had to say. As far as my reaction to the Panarin goal in game seven, I was at home watching by myself, but instead of sitting on the couch, I was standing up about two feet from the TV. I remember thinking earlier in the game slash series that the goal was to make the playoffs and no matter what happens, the rebuild was successful and finished sooner than expected. When Panarin scored, I kept saying to myself, it went in, it went in. I then texted one of my coworkers who was also a fan the bread emoji. I was so wired and couldn't sleep that night Great game, great goal, great team. Yeah, amen, Travis. You, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, just such a, a fun team, such a likable team, such an enjoyable run through the playoffs. I mean, if they had won the Stanley Cup this season, I just, I'd just i still be celebrating. I think a lot of people still would be. And at that point, I mean, it's like, not that you wouldn't care, but like, you know, next season is just completely house money because the Rangers just won the Stanley Cup. And obviously, uh, it didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a great story. I know there's a lot of people in situations like this where, you know, they find it really, really hard to stay seated in their couch. You know, they have to stand up and kind of just pace around the room. I was doing that between the third period and the overtime. When overtime started, I was able to sit down, but it sounds like you were standing up the whole time, and that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that that goal goes in, and we did it. You know, we came back from 3-1 against these guys again, and we're going around two, and, you know, screw the Penguins, because I know a lot of people do not like the Penguins. They're... Probably the team that I dislike more than any in sports right now. That's probably not too surprising to hear. I mean, I've kind of hinted at that in the past, but I might might as well just make it official and just kind of reveal that to you guys. I don't think it's any well-kept secret on my part. But, yeah, to see the Rangers, you know, again, finish that comeback and uh, take out the Penguins, just awesome stuff all around. And, uh, again, I thank you, Travis, for sharing this story with all of us here today. Uh, Awesome stuff. Very, very cool. And, uh, you know, as far as not being able to sleep that night, it's funny because uh, my my daughter was just about three weeks old when that happened, and so I wasn't gonna sleep either way. So it's kind of a moot point for me. But even uh, if not for that, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have been sleeping that night either. It was just it was just too much fun. Had to catch as much of the post game as possible, and just kind of again just kind of bask in that afterglow of uh, seeing the Rangers win such an awesome game and just such a nail biting series. And again. It'd be one thing to win that series against anybody. I mean, they they could beat a team that they have no history with. That would be awesome in and of itself. But to do that to the Pittsburgh Penguins, just absolutely freaking fantastic. And again, Travis, thank you for that story. And uh, we're going to continue just rolling right along here and just continue to uh, share the stories that you guys have sent into me. We will be doing all that in just a second. All right. Like I said, uh, we'll just kind of keep things rolling here. Uh, We got a story sent in from John. He kind of kept this short and sweet here, but this is what John had to say. Uh, To add to your list, when the bread man scored the overtime winner in game seven, I was asleep in Cyprus. We were at a wedding the next day. Tear in my eye when I saw the result first thing in the morning. And yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's again, it's, it's really cool to see people you know, kind of stick to their commitments here and have the discipline to do that. And obviously, you know, you were at a wedding, John, and, uh, you know, I I hope it's one of those weddings where, you know, it it was somebody you're really, really close to, you know, somebody who is a family member that's near and dear to your heart or, you know, a really close friend, something like that. Because we've all been to those weddings where, you know, you kind of know that I'm kind of a, I I was kind of a fringe guest to be invited to this wedding. Like I know the groom or I I know the bride or, or whatever it might be. And, You know I'm cool with them and everything, but I think somebody just kind of needed to fill out their roster here in terms of uh, how many people they were inviting to the to the wedding. So hopefully this is somebody that you're really close to. Hopefully the wedding was awesome, and uh, hopefully it was worth it. uh, You know, missing the Game Seven overtime winner. I don't know how you slept that night, John, but uh, uh, props to you for being able to do so because, like I said, I I just you know sleeping before, during, or after uh, a Game Seven against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm not so sure that I'd be able to do that. So, again, props to you for for making that happen. And like I said, I hope it was an awesome day, a really cool wedding, and uh, that you eventually got to watch the uh, the highlights from that Game 7 and obviously including the Artemi Panarin uh, game winner. We got one more for today here. Like I said, I do want to break this into two episodes because I ended up hearing back from a really good amount of you, and I didn't want there to be a situation here where, you know, I just kind of sped through the whole thing and, and just kind of, you know, speed-talked the entire episode. Uh, I wanted to just kind of, uh, you know, take my time with this and make sure everybody kind of gets their spotlight. And in fact, uh, if you're listening to this episode and you have not yet sent your story of what you were doing and where you were and who you were with when Artemi Panarin scored that game winner, uh, now is a great time to do it because, like I said, we are breaking this into two episodes and I could add any additional stories into part two of the episode, but uh, I figure today we'll wrap up with this, with this uh, story from Gabriel here. And uh, this is what Gabriel had to say. Hi, John Gabriel here. Just listened to the recent podcast release tonight. And I wanted to share my game seven story. I'm in law school in California and my semester had just ended the week before game seven. So I had a week to move out of my apartment, return the Wi-Fi, and get ready to come home to New York City. My flight home to New York was at 10 a.m. or excuse me, 10 PM Pacific time on Sunday night, perfectly timed to watch a regulation game. So there I was, suitcases packed, apartment empty, with my Wi-Fi hotspot on, sitting on the floor with my laptop cheering my heart out. The game goes to overtime, and I look at my watch to see that I've got 15 minutes till I need to call the Uber and head to the airport. Sure enough, with five minutes before I needed to leave, bread comes through. I absolutely went nuts. I could not believe it. To us fans, the good things are happening again. Patient through all the years, we're rewarded. It was crazy. I was screaming, going crazy. (laughs) Immediately, I needed to pack the laptop up, head to the airport, and I just did not stop smiling the whole way home from California. And, uh... Gabriel was cool enough to actually send in some pictures to go with this. Uh, we got one right here. There's Gabriel, uh, just hanging out in his empty apartment there. What a picture. I mean, just sitting on the floor, uh, watching on his laptop. Uh, you see Mika Zibanejad on the screen there for anybody who's listening to this in all audio. Like I said, when you get a chance, definitely do, uh, you know, check this out in video form this, this picture, man, this is a sight to behold. He's got like five or six suitcases, uh, just kind of packed and just sitting around on the floor. He himself is sitting on the floor. He doesn't have any furniture to sit on. I, I, would assume at this point. So, just awesome stuff, and Gabriel, a really cool picture. And man, I gotta believe you know that that's a long flight from California to New York. I gotta believe that's at least man, that's got to be at least six hours. So uh, that that's a much more enjoyable, much more relaxing flight. Uh, You know, again, being in the air, coming home, knowing that the Rangers pulled it off, knowing that you got to see them pull it off at basically the the zero hour. There, your your Uber was on the way, and uh, he scores. I assume you just closed the laptop and you just were on your way at that point. And then uh, Gabriel also sent kind of a part two of this. I got it on Twitter here. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Here we go. So yeah, Gabriel uh, mentioned on Twitter uh, he ended up going to a Ranger playoff game in the second round against the Hurricanes, and this is what he had to say about that. I had brought, I had bought, excuse me, round two home game tickets, round two home game one tickets for my little brother and I back when they were released a month ago. And after being away from the Rangers for a year, the Breadman came through and allowed me to take my little brother to his very first playoff game at Madison Square Garden. And again, for anybody who's, uh, you know, watching this on YouTube, there's a picture here of Gabriel with his little brother, obviously a really cool picture there. Uh, that must be either way before the game started or way after it ended. I would think probably before it started, but I mean, man, there's nobody there. You guys got there uh, bright and early. That's obviously really cool. And I'm trying to think like, Okay, so you went to the first home game for the Rangers in round two of the playoffs. So that must have been game three against the Hurricanes. And, of course, that was uh, basically a must-win game for the Rangers. You know, they were down two games to nothing at that time. And that's the game where the Rangers won, and then Max Domi started all this nonsense with Ryan Lindgren after the uh, game ended. You had Tony D'Angelo yelling at Gerard Gallant. Uh, Ryan Lindgren wrestling me down to the ice uh, just complete chaos at the end of that game that's when the Rangers got back into that series what a great game to be at because down 2-0 you, know, you gotta win this game you can't fall behind 3-0 I mean never say never but 3-0 I mean that's that's quite the hole to try to climb out of and of course the Rangers got the job done and you were there to see it with your brother That that's just awesome stuff really really cool and uh, man I wish I could have been there right along with you uh, checking that out watching the Rangers do their thing in the Stanley Cup playoffs and obviously getting a clutch win but what a story uh, as far as game 7 you basically watched. That in an empty apartment. Really, really cool stuff. And like I said, I, I figure we can pretty much call it there for today. Uh, this is a ton of fun, though. You know, I always love hearing these stories from you guys. And, you know, again, where were you? Who you were with? How did you celebrate Artemi Panarin, uh, his Game 7 winner? Just great stuff. You know, moments like that just connect all these Ranger fans, all of us together. And uh, again, it's a moment that I think most of us will probably never, ever forget as long as we live. Uh, One of the cooler Stanley Cup playoff moments that we've seen as Ranger fans for as far back as you want to go. I mean, a Game 7 overtime winner doesn't get much bigger than that. So uh, again, listen, if you're listening to this, uh, definitely feel free to send in your Artemi Panarin stories. And some of you that I've heard from already, uh, we're saving your stories for part two, because like I said, I want to take my time with this give everybody kind of their spotlight uh, as far as, you know, having their show, their story shared on an episode of Locked On New York Rangers. There's a handful of you that I've also heard from. We're saving that from part for part two, excuse me, and uh, we will do that in a future episode. Uh, as for right now, though, that'll pretty much do it for today. If you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. And definitely make sure to subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Also, thank you for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, I'm thinking about starting a project where we take a look at every trade that's been made since the Rangers sent out the infamous letter where they basically announced the rebuild. We're going to take a look at every trade the Rangers have made since then and give it a grade based on how things have shaken out Uh, since the letter went out. I think that'll be a lot of fun to just kind of reminisce about some of these trades and just kind of look at how uh, they're still affecting the Rangers, how they're uh, still paying dividends for the Rangers in some cases, and also how they're perhaps still haunting the Rangers in some cases. Although I would say the Rangers, you know, not to spoil the whole episode, but uh, I would say the Rangers definitely had more hits than misses, uh, you know, since that letter went out as it pertains to the trades that this team has made. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcasts on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.